All right. How we doing? Here we are. What is it? Fourth day of the new year, right? We're on a Wednesday. And so just checking in with people. How y'all doing? Right? How's the, the weight loss going? So I've been doing a lot of calls this week with some clients and it's, uh, you know, I, I again, my, my clients, right? The, the way I approach things is that we start slow, you know? So uh, it's nice. There's none of that disappointment from <laughs> being four days in the new year and feeling like you already failed, you know? So um, that's why I've been doing a little extra, a lot of these right around this week. Cause I, I know for a lot of people, it's like you try and get yourself all fired up to lose weight and you want to do it, you know, but then, you know, uh, the first day comes as a Sunday, uh, didn't make it there. I'm going to start Monday. Monday's going to be it, but then that's an observed holiday. Uh, that didn't work. <laughs> and so, and then, uh, next thing you know, it's Tuesday and it's like, oh, who starts a plan on a Tuesday. And now here we are Wednesday. Right. And so you might be in this spot where you're like, well, maybe next Monday. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, that's why I like doing these lives right now, because I know you're, you're probably thinking about weight loss, new year, new you and all that stuff. And so it's a good time to start thinking about it. But what I like is I love getting a hold of the people that wanted to lose weight and then they weren't able to get past a couple of days. <laughs> I like those people because the people I end up working with are the ones that have tried everything and nothing's worked, you know? So again, I don't look as, at failure as like a bad thing. I usually look at it as failure is necessary to finally gain some enlightenment you know, that, um, geez, you know what? I've tried losing weight with this diet mindset and this, this way of doing it for so long. Maybe it's not working. Maybe there's a different way, you know? And then that's why I usually pop into the picture, you know, no one, no one starts their weight loss journey with the hypnotist, you know, they, uh, they end up there, you know? And so here I am. So if you're struggling or you're frustrated that, you know, here comes another year and you weren't able to do with it, um, you know, I'm here to help you out, you know? So if you got any questions, uh, feel free to ask them because I can help you out with that stuff. You know, this is my, my specialty. And I think one of the things I'll be able to do is bring you a different perspective. You know, that's what I kind of really value, um, that I'm able to do for people. You know, it's not, it's not more of the same. I, geez, you know, talk about a one note song, you know, when it comes to weight loss, I don't know if it's like this around the world, but I could talk, I, I do know America, you know, and when it comes to America, oh my God, talk about a one note song, um, weight loss, really. It's all about willpower. You know, can you get yourself to follow this, plan that you don't like to do? Can you get yourself to use willpower to completely change your eating and your lifestyle on day one and stick with it till you get to your goal? Well, you can't because right? it's too hard. You know what I mean? It's not your fault. You know what I mean? It's, it's a goofy, a goofy plan. You know, again, it'd be like me saying, oh, I want to learn piano this year. Well, what's your plan? I want to learn it. And I want to learn it quick. So I'm going to start practicing eight hours a day starting on Monday. You know, well, you'd say, well, geez, that's a lot of practice in you. Is that good? Ah, no, it's not good, but that's how you learn the piano. That's how you do it. I want to do it quick. If I don't get quick results, I don't, I don't want to, I don't even want to deal with it. I don't want to even deal with it, you know? And so that's how people approach the weight loss, you know? Um, of course, you know, it doesn't feel that way to you because it's, uh, you, you're, you're literally hypnotized. You're literally hypnotized when it comes to your weight and the solution that you think. And you're hypnotized to think that the only solution is really this dieting mindset, this willpower-based, you know, approach. And you can't even see any other way and any other way just seems silly. You know, that's how, you know, you're hypnotized when, when you look at something one way and you're just like, you can't see any other way and you're stuck. You right now are stuck with the weight loss thing because you can't see another way, you know? And so you feel frustrated. So someone asked a question, how best to maintain your mindset? I do well in the beginning, but need regular motivation. Yeah, of course. Right. So there's a Zig Ziglar quote. He's like, people say motivation doesn't last. And he's like, well, neither do showers. That's why we recommend taking one every day. <laughs> you know? So yeah, you need to you need to cultivate, nurture um, your motivation, 
You know, you can't just expect that the motivation you have at the beginning is just going to last you throughout the process because it's not, you know, and on top of that, people with weight loss have the shittiest motivation because it's pain-based motivation, right? Think about this. Tell me this doesn't sound familiar. You step on the scale, see a picture of yourself, the clothes don't fit, you see a reflection and you get so upset. You say, that's it. I got to, uh, I got to change this. You know, and you get so upset. Oh, thank you for the, the, the badge there. I appreciate it. Oh, the weights. That's cool. You get weights now as a gift. Thank you. Um, and so you get so upset. You say, that's it. I got to, I got to change this. And you commit to some plan that's usually extreme because in that state of mind, that's a hypnotic state of mind. What's a hypnotic state of mind? Don't get confused by that word. We all go into hypnosis. Hypnosis is completely natural and normal. It's just when your subconscious mind is in control. The, the simplest explanation of hypnosis definition wise is that hypnosis is the bypass on the critical faculty. Okay. And the way people approach weight loss, you couldn't really make much of an argument. There's anything that people do more that bypasses their critical faculty because this idea that you're going to start on a Monday and uh, cut 65% of your calories on day one and maintain that cut all the way to your goal weight uh, is so silly. You know what I mean? But, but people keep doing it. Right. And so how do they keep doing it? Well, it's because you've literally been hypnotized by all the diets and all the marketing that that's how you primarily think about weight loss is this, you know, this instant, you know, overcorrection to fix everything as quick as possible. And it's usually on top of that, it's usually just a, a, a calorie cut, you know, so there's no mindset stuff. Um, someone says, oh, you know, you need regular motivation. Let me talk about that a little bit, because. I always say to people that you know as little about how to lose weight now as you did right before you started your very first diet, which is to say you know almost nothing about how to lose weight, you know? And let's start with motivation because that is where you should start, you know? The truth is you're not motivated to lose weight, not really. And that's why I always find January 1st is so interesting because, you know, usually people spontaneously get motivated to lose weight based on some painful experience. Again, the, the scale, picture yourself, clothes don't fit, see your reflection. And then you get so upset and then you spontaneously get motivated to, to take care of it. But January 1st is always a fascinating one to me because it's the one time a year pretty much where everyone is kind of expected to like get themselves motivated and start making these changes. And so now people have to rely upon their motivation strategies. And it really reveals that you have no motivation strategy. And, and, and I, every time I say this stuff, I want you to be clear that it's not your fault. I don't blame you for this. It's not a judgment. It's just a statement of fact. And you need to accurately look at the situation so that you can resolve it. And the very first thing you need to do is recognize that you have literally, literally no motivation strategy. You have no idea how to motivate yourself, you know, most likely, um, other than those spontaneous painful events that, that trigger you to try and do something, you know. But when you try and motivate yourself to lose weight, it's... um you don't know how to do it. And so you don't feel any real genuine motivation. And so obviously you can't stick with it to get the results that you want. Right. So, um, you know, my program, I, I do, I have a program called program yourself then, but the very, very first, you know, I, I teach a technique first and that's a, the cornerstone technique. But, um, the very first thing we do right after that is you go through a motivation blueprint. It's a 45 minute training. I have a workbook. It's 60 pages of, of weight mastery blueprints, mindset, lifestyle, eating. But the mindset is the first one because without your mindset, I mean, there's just no point in even doing anything practically. And the first part of the mindset one is motivation. You know, we break it down and I take people through what I call the motivation matrix, which is pain and pleasure is level one. And level two is intrinsic and extrinsic motivations. And once you go through this, you realize, oh my God, no wonder I haven't been able to lose weight. I haven't even been nearly motivated, you know? So for example, 
the typical motivation a person feels for weight loss is what we call extrinsic motivation. And it's you wanting to look better, right? And you think wanting to look better should be enough motivation for you to carry this through and get to the results you want. Um, but that's an extrinsic motivator. That's what that's called. Look extrinsic and intrinsic motivation up. If you are not familiar with this, you should look it up because this is really the science of motivation. There's a literal science of motivation at this point. And if you're really serious about creating a change, you better know how to motivate yourself. Okay. And so most people try and motivate themselves through an extrinsic motivator of wanting to look better, but it doesn't work because wanting to look better is not very motivating to your brain. You have no, there's no brain functioning part of your, your brain there that is motivated to lose weight or to want to look better. Think about this, right? Your brain evolved over millions of years where your weight and how you looked was irrelevant. I mean, there were no mirrors, there were no pictures, <laughs> there was no fashion. You know what I mean? So it's like you've evolved with a brain that has no, it places almost no value on looking better. And it places zero value on losing weight. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. Right. You've got all these brain structures in your brain to make you gain weight because your brain evolved in food scarce environments. Right. So this is why when you eat high calorie foods, you literally your brain starts lighting up its pleasure centers, start releasing dopamine. And um, it triggers you to want to eat more of that because your brain evolved in a food scarce environment where eating lots of food and wanting to eat it led to more survival rates. You know, but here we are now. Right. We're the modern world. Twenty twenty three. And you've got the same old brain, right? But now you're surrounded by an abundance of food. And so now when you eat potato chips or ice cream, you know, your brain lights up and it wants more of it. Okay. And so, you know, yeah, you're, you're somewhat addicted to food, but, but the, my point is that, that your motivation to want to look better is a weak, 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 weak motivation, even though you think it should be strong. Right. And why is this? I literally just made this video. So keep your eyes out. I'm going to release it probably tonight. I think I'm up, I'll have it done tonight, but it's about the three ways that diets hypnotize you to be overweight, you know, and you've got to recognize this because think about it, right? If you think about how you're going to lose weight, if you asked a hundred people, how they're going to lose weight, everyone is thinking in a dieting mindset, you know, pretty much. And so it is, it's a mass psychosis almost. I think this is a big reason why the overweight and obesity rates are going off the charts and they are insane. You know, I got to do this. I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to make a video on this where, where I just show the, the map of the United States over the last 20 years. And it's two maps. It's, it's the overweight numbers of, of all the states within the, the America and the diabetes numbers. And over 20 years, you just watch it. It is it's jaw dropping to watch the, the rates go up in every single state. And so there's an epidemic. And so what happened? It's not a genetic epidemic. So the people that say, well, you know, um, it's genetic, you know what I mean? Well, no, no, their genetics didn't change in 20 years. It's uh, behavioral and it's behavioral because they're influencing how we think about things. And so it's the food manufacturers and it's the diets and they're one and the same, right? I always say this, that Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Um, you know, Atkins Foods is owned by the same company that owns Anians, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. You know, these companies don't want you to lose weight. They want you to restrict your calories for a little while so you start eating more food in the, in the long run, all right? And so that's why diets really just give you a meal plan and tell you, hey, okay, eat this, right? But they never get to the heart of what really makes the difference in your weight, which is the mindset piece. They never teach you that um, and the lifestyle piece, right? And so what you try to do is you try and just cut calories, you know, and you treat usually, I mean, usually it's on average, I'm just ballparking this because every diet's a little different, but you know, the average American consumes around 2,700 calories a day. 
And the average diet's kind of telling you to change this a little bit now, but for a long time, the average diet was telling you cut, cut it down to 1200 calories. Well, that's a 60% reduction. You know, that's a huge, huge reduction. And the main mechanism you're using to follow that plan is your willpower. Okay. And so this really, it just proves the point that you have no idea of how your brain even works. You know, this is why understanding hypnosis is really important. You know, not, not the swing and watch and the, the stupid stage stuff and the clucking like a chicken. That's some goofy. What I'm talking about is understanding how your brain works. Because do you ever wonder, does it ever occur to you that like, what's going on? I think about my weight and food 24 hours a day. I'm, I'm obsessed. I just want to lose weight so bad, right? And then the second you start trying to lose weight, there's some party that compels you to eat the wrong food. What's going on there? How does that happen, right? You're a conscious, logical, intelligent human, right? So how can you want to lose weight so badly? And then every time you go to try and do it, some part of you rebels against it and sabotages you. How do you explain it? You know, I, I'd love to hear that, you know? And so the truth is you don't have an answer for that. And it's because you don't really think about it a lot, most likely, you know, but I'm going to explain it to you in a different way. And so hopefully this gives you some context. And once you have some context, then you can go to work on resolving it. Right. But right now I just want to prove the point, you know, I'm not leaving you long. I'm just, I'm going to answer this, but I just want to prove the point right now that you don't um, have any real idea of how your behaviors work. You don't know why you want to lose weight so bad on one hand. And on the other hand, you keep eating the wrong foods and can't make the changes that let you live it that way. And you've spent probably, if you're watching this, I bet you spent decades struggling with this. And again, you're no better off than you were when you first started. Okay. So let me explain a little bit of my, my kind of philosophy on this. And I'm going to answer your questions too, but I always want to explain this first. So me, I'm a hypnotist, right? And so the value of hypnosis, in my opinion, is how it explains the mind. And I think personally, and I've read all the psychology, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm familiar with all the, the different modalities of psychology that are out there. And to me, hypnosis gives the most practical understanding of how your mind is set up. Okay. And it's simple. You basically have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind and they operate differently. So your conscious mind is very logical and rational. This is a part of your mind that knows what you should eat, what you should do to lose the weight. Okay. But then there's this subconscious part of your mind. And this is the part of your mind that actually runs the show. Your conscious mind is not running the show. This is the biggest mistake that you're making. You think you're consciously in control of your behaviors and you're not right. Now let me prove that. Let me make a point to prove that if you, if you were purely conscious, right. And, and you could just like, if you were a robot and you could just type in, in the morning, what you were going to eat all day, you would easily lose weight, right? Because if you were a robot, you would just follow that, that thing there. But what happens is you may start the day intending to eat a certain way. And then what happens is you get to a certain point where you're saying, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> and then you go and eat the wrong food, right? So how is that happening? Right? Are you a conscious person who's in control of all your behaviors or are you not? Well, I say you're not. I think you're a subconscious creature who's subconsciously programmed to behave in a certain way. Okay. And your subconscious mind physically is 90% of your brain. Your conscious mind is your prefrontal cortex. That's where your executive functioning is, where your willpower is, all this stuff. That's about 10% of your brain. And they, not only is it a size difference, but it's a energy difference. Your prefrontal cortex uses a ton of energy to think a ton of glucose specifically. Your subconscious mind runs very efficiently. It requires very, very little energy, okay? So what happens, and you know this because this is why, I'll give you a clear, an example of what the difference is. But think about when you learn something, like how to write, how to tie your shoes, right? When you first learn to tie your shoes, you had to talk yourself through it, loop, swoop, bunny ears, all this stuff. 
to, and you had to really focus and concentrate. Now, when you tie your shoes, you don't even look. You know what I mean? You just do it. Shoes tied. Okay. And there's so many things that are like this, right? Reading and writing, right? You, you know how hard it was when you first learned it? Riding a bike, literally, it's like everything. <laughs> Using a computer mouse, it's, it's everything. Now you do those things and you just can do them somehow. Well, that's because they're in your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind holds on to all of these learned behaviors and just does them on autopilot because that's the more powerful part of your mind. So guess what else is in your subconscious mind? <laughs> You're never going to guess. Your eating behaviors, right? Your, your lifestyle behaviors, the way you think, the way you feel about stuff, the way you perceive things, right? <laughs> so you've got your subconscious mind that's really what's running your life. You're a you're not an automaton. You know, I want to be clear about that, but you are primarily an automaton. You're primarily on autopilot all day long, all lifelong, you know? And, um, you know, you just kind of go along for the ride to some degree. And that's how you're supposed to be. You know, that's how your brain is set up. The prefrontal cortex is evolutionarily the newest part of your brain. You know, it's not up to the job of running the whole thing. You know, Jesus, imagine if you had to like remember to breathe all day long. We'd all be dead, right? Our, our brain's not built for that. You know, the automated parts of your brains take care of that for you, you know, and that's your, you got three parts to your brain, the primitive parts of the base runs your breathing, automated things like that, temperature, digestion, that's even run a different thing, but this runs all the automated parts. Then you have your limbic brain and this runs all the things you've learned, you know, and, and all the automated processes that, you, that you've learned and all the things you've done. And then you got a prefrontal cortex on the top is your executive function, making good decisions, logicking things out. And so the point of this is this, that the problem is not your weight loss problem is primarily not that you don't know what to do. You, you know enough of what to eat and what to do. Again, if you were a, a robot and you just typed in in the morning what you should eat and you just did it, weight loss would be pretty easy. The problem is you know what you should eat. You can't get yourself to do it consistently. And this is because your main strategy for losing weight up till now. now I want to make this clear because this is going to allow you to see through the diets, right? Because the trick of the diets is that they, they dazzle you with difference. Okay. So it's like this diet says, just eat fat. This one says, don't eat fat. This one says, just eat vegetables. This one says, just eat meat. This one, just eat grapefruits. And so there's always like some specific thing that they're telling you, but you need to look below the hood of every diet to tell if it's going to work or not. And so if they're basically saying, here's a meal plan, here's how you should eat. That's not going to be enough because the problem is not that you don't know what you should eat. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it. And so until you learn how to influence your mindset, how to influence your subconscious mind, um, weight loss is always going to be a struggle because that's the core problem is that you don't know how to get yourself to behave the way you know you should consistently. Okay. And so to fix that, you need to influence your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is what's driving your behaviors and it's driving them on autopilot. And so your subconscious mind's humming away. And then you say, oh shit, I got to lose some weight. You use your conscious mind, willpower, and you try and change these eating habits. And so you have a craving for, I don't know, a donut at breakfast. You say, no, 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 we're on a diet. Gotta, we can't do that. We got to stop that. Okay. Lunchtime. I feel like a cookie after lunch. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. It's fighting against this, right? Oh, uh, dinner. Let's get a pizza. Nope, no, we got to eat healthy. Let's get a salad. Let's get something healthy. And eventually what happens is this willpower gets distracted, gets tired, you get sick, whatever, and it fades away. And this part's running the same as it always did. Do you not feel that? <laughs> Have you not had an experience where you can string together a couple days, weeks, months, maybe, and all of a sudden it's like you kind of stop and then you go right back to how you were, right? That's because that's your subconscious mind didn't change a lick, you know? And so in order to do that, in order to change your subconscious mind, um, there's a lot of ways to do this. But one of the key ways is that you want to 
reframe, change the way you think about food, um, change up your automated behaviors. Do you notice your eating behaviors kind of run in patterns, right? So a big one is people over snack um, at night, right? So, so eight o'clock comes, they sit on the sofa and they eat. Okay. That, that's a common habit for people. Now notice you don't do that behavior in the morning. You see what I mean? So your behaviors are very subconsciously oriented. Your subconscious mind is not logical and rational. It's very associative, like Pavlov's dogs. It just links things together. And so this is why you struggle, right? It's like you're okay at breakfast time because typically breakfast, again, your willpower starts at the highest point when you wake up and your hunger usually starts at the lowest point. And what happens is through the day, it kind of goes like this when you're trying to diet, you know? So you use your willpower to stop your eating and now you're hungry. You know what I mean? And, and the hunger goes up and the willpower goes down. And this is where people start to have problems, right? The afternoon, evening. And so part of the reason of that is that you're, you're trying to rely on willpower to fight against all your cravings. And you never get to the subconscious level and try to make change here. So what I work on with people in a nutshell is we use your, your conscious mind. You, again, your conscious mind is very important and valuable, but we use your conscious mind and your energy and willpower to transform your subconscious mind so that you don't need to rely on willpower to eat right. You see, so I've trained my subconscious mind, the way that I think about food, the habits and behaviors I have, the eating, you know, routines I have, um, I've trained these to be the ones that keep me at my goal weight. And so I, I, I think about my weight, but it's just like, it's like, I maintain it. It's, you know what it feels like? It feels like when you brush your teeth, right? So it's like, yeah, you're consciously where I want to brush my teeth, but it's, it's mostly a habit. You know what I mean? Like you're really just kind of like, did I brush my teeth? Did I not? And then you just do it because it's a subconscious habit that you just do. You see, so it's not like you have to remind yourself every night to brush your teeth, you know, you just do it. And so that's what weight mastery feels like. It's when you program your subconscious mind to do the things that keep at your goal weight on pretty much autopilot. Like that's what we're looking to do. And so that gets me to my main point of where, how do you motivate yourself? Well, let's talk about that because that's your biggest problem. You're not motivated to lose weight. That, that's I want to be clear about that. Again, I always say this, but you wish you could lose weight on a level 10. 10 out of 10, you want to lose, you wish you could lose weight. Actual wanting to do it, like commit to something and make it happen, that want is very low. That's like a two or three, maybe. You don't want to lose weight. You weigh what you want in, in almost every case, unless you got some real extreme physical problem. Okay. But in, in almost every case, you weigh what you want to weigh. And so your weight is a reflection of how much you actually want to weigh. And I know this is kind of a hard pill to swallow, but it actually is a good thing because it reconnects you to your power. You see, a lot of people, if you believe that no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Well, as soon as you really start believing that, then what's the point of even trying anything? You see what I mean? Like, like you just feel like, well, it doesn't matter. There's nothing I can do to lose weight. And I have never seen that to be the case, you know? So you weigh what you want. You need to ask that question. You need to, if you're not losing weight, what I always do and where I always start with people is let's get to the motivation. How motivated are you? Because if you're not motivated, don't judge yourself as if you are. I see people doing this all the time. They don't really want to lose weight. They haven't made a decision. They haven't made a commitment. They don't really want to lose weight. They wish they could lose weight, right? They wish they could wake up tomorrow at their goal weight. So I'm not disputing that, but they don't really want to lose weight. And so if your motivation is low and you haven't made a commitment and you haven't made a decision, then stop judging yourself and say, oh, I can't lose weight. Well, have you really tried? <laughs> you know what I mean? And doing a diet is not, to me, it's not really trying because diets, they're not built for success. I mean, the numbers that I've seen, this is Brian Wansing's book. Um, he's got, he got himself a little hot water, but it's one of the best stats I've seen is that 39% of people can't make it past a week on a diet. 75% can't make it past a month. And 95% ultimately 
can't lose weight with a diet. Okay. So numbers that bad, the strategy is not working. You know what I mean? It's not a you thing. Stop taking the blame for such a shitty strategy and start to recognize that it's a, it's a strategy problem. It's not a you problem, right? When everyone's failing with it, it's not you. Okay. And recognize that there's better ways to do it, but you've got to get a deeper level of change going on. All right. Um, so someone says, what should, what should be your motivator? What do you need to do? Okay. So what's your motivation should be ideally the strongest again. So what, what I say, when I take people through, we do pain and pleasure because pain and pleasure are the key motivating factors, but psychologically understanding intrinsic and extrinsic motivation is really what's going to get you there. Okay. And so you have to understand that your weight loss up until now has been almost primarily extrinsically motivated, meaning that you just want to look better so that other people will see you and, and think you're better. <laughs> okay. And that's the weakest form of motivation. And you can compare like that motivation to want to look better in clothes to the motivation you feel to be a good parent. If you're a parent or to be a good partner, whatever you value most in your life, that's a good kind of doorway to start to figure out what intrinsic motivation feels like. Like what are things that you would do? Imagine this, right? Imagine you're the only person on the planet, right? You're the last person on the planet. Well, what would you do? What would you do with your time? And that will start to give you a sense of what intrinsic motivation feels like, right? Intrinsic motivation is the things we like to do. And so how do you get, how do you use that for weight loss? Well, you find the things in your life that you're most committed to, that you're most motivated by already. This is important because notice what you're trying to do is you keep, and again, that's why I love January one, because you tried as hard as you could to get yourself to want to lose weight more. You know, it's like you try and keep getting yourself more motivated and it doesn't work. Right. But what you don't realize is you're trying to, you keep trying to get yourself to get motivated by the weakest form of motivation, which is how you look. You've got no brain structures for it. And so you don't feel any motivation. So what you have to do as an alternative is what's most important to you in your life. I like to start there. Right. So I'll use myself as an example. So the most important thing to me in my life is my family, right? My family, my, my kids, my wife, number one. And so how do I, how do I use that to motivate myself to lose weight? Well, I don't give a shit how I look. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I like looking thinner. It's, it's fine. But mostly I want to live this way so that I can live as long as I can. Now I had the experience of my father dying when he was 54 and I was nine. So that certainly shaped my, my thoughts on this whole subject. Um, but I now think of it like, I don't want my kids to have to go through that. Okay. So, so that's the first one. I want to live as long as I can. And I want to have the best quality of life while I'm alive. All right. And I want to be here for my family and I want to be the best dad I can be. I want to be the best husband I can be. And I need to be slim and healthy to be that. Now don't get triggered. It's not because I look thin that they give a shit about me as a dad. That doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is I believe that me being at my goal weight allows me to have the most energy to be in the best moods, um, to think the clearest, to be the best dad, to provide in the best way, to be there you know, for them emotionally, intellectually, in every way possible. And so the thing that's most important in my life, I have wrapped weight loss all around that. You see? So I think you got to do this. I think you need to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Who do you want to be? My weight loss, and it's not weight loss anymore. It's weight mastery now. You understand? That's another important distinction. Um, it's important because you don't want to lose weight. You know, you want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. That's where I'm at. And so I definitely have to manage it. I think about it, but I'm not dieting, right? So I made a video, like think like a, a thin person, not a dieter. That, that's a big distinction. But when I, I think that way, because I want to, it, it's like self-actualization, self-realization. So if that stuff's not important to you, then this, you just turn this off, go away. Cause it isn't going to work for you. Just be wasting your time. 
But if you're interested in like, who could you be? What's the best version of you on this planet? And some version of that is you being slim and healthy. Now I use the word slim to specifically, I use the word thin, meaning your goal weight and your goal weight is your weight. You'd get to choose that. Okay. And what I would suggest you do is you think of your goal weight is the weight that gives you the best quality of life, whatever that is for you. But for me, that's living the longest, having the most energy, being the healthiest, the most independence, mobility, flexibility. You know, these are the most things that are fired up, fire me up and they impact everything in my life. So that's my family, my kids, my wife, right? My friends, I want to be here for them. I want to have good experiences, as many as I can possibly have. The next thing is my business. I love running my business, you know? So if I'm going to run the business I want to run, I better have some energy. <laughs> I better be able to think clearly. I don't want to be, because here's the part you don't understand about the weight is that there's a physical, mental, and emotional cost to the weight, okay? And so we all know the physical costs, I think, but it's the mental and emotional ones that I find the most interesting because it's like when I eat like shit, I start to feel like a worse version of myself. You know, I start to think less about myself. I'm not saying this is right. I'm not, this is just me talking about me, but come on, let, let's be honest. We live in a world and we're, we're trained to think a certain way, but I eat shitty food. I feel shitty. I don't know. Do you not? <laughs> and you may not because- you, that's another form of hypnosis. You're hypnotized by the food manufacturers and the diets primarily. And so the food manufacturers have hypnotized you to not recognize the effect of the food. So there's consumption and consequence. They've hypnotized you to focus almost all of your attention onto the consumption of food. So when you think about food, you're thinking about eating it and the consumption you think is, oh, I don't like being overweight, but the secret consumption that really changes things is when you start thinking about how am I going to feel 10 minutes after I finish eating this food? When you start orienting your focus on how am I going to feel in 10 minutes after I finish this, that's the sweet spot. And the biggest consequence you're going to feel 15 minutes after you eat a pint of ice cream. Well, there's a physical one. Okay. You're numb to it though. You don't even realize it anymore. Mostly, but the biggest effects in my opinion are the mental and emotional ones. So after you finish that pint of ice cream, what are you thinking in your head? What's the internal dialogue? We all have an internal dialogue. We talk to ourselves. We're all our own best or worst hypnotist. You finish that pint of ice cream. What are you saying to yourself? Is it empowering, encouraging, supportive things? Or is it the meanest shit that you ever say, period? Like you wouldn't even say that stuff to another person. Because I know, because I get to work with people. Again, I, I always say is I fill in a real, a real unique space within the weight loss arena. And I think it's the most practical one because everyone in the weight loss area is always telling you what to do eat this, work out this way, right? No one is helping you actually do that. No one showed you, how do I get myself to eat that way, right? And so I really, I, everything I've done, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been doing this myself 30 years and I've been doing this professionally for over 20 years. And so I get into the nuts and bolts of what people are really thinking. And I know what people say to themselves. And I'm not even gonna say it here because it's just so rude. But when you finish a pint of ice cream, you either go into denial about it and ignore it or you beat yourself up. And if you beat yourself up, it's brutal, okay? So if you're saying all that shit to yourself every night or every time you eat horribly, that brings your whole vibe down. I mean, that changes, your whole self-image is depleted. The way you think about yourself goes down. And then there's the emotional impact, the shame, the guilt, the frustration, the anger, the depression, the sadness, the worrying, the scared, the fear, Right. I mean, it's just it's on and on because, you know, and this is the big trick of the food manufacturers. And this is why I really I put I think there's three big groups that are responsible for the obesity epidemic. Number one is the food manufacturers, which are really the cigarette companies, by the way. Look it up. Number two is the diets. 
which are just the food companies. <laughs> they own all the big diets. And number three is the medical establishment. And it's a, it's a, a they, they're complicit because, you know, you go to the doctor and you're 70 pounds overweight and they say, ah, you really got to lose some weight. All right. See you next time. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't say, oh shit, you got a medical condition. You've been diagnosed with, with being overweight and you take care of this because now you're at a high risk of this, 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 this. Now, I don't know why they don't do that. I don't care. But the thing is you need to look at your weight at a certain point and you, you got to decide this. I look at my weight as a medical condition. Why wouldn't you? You got a different body than me. <laughs> do you really want to put yourself? I mean, my dad died of a heart attack at 54. Okay. So it's like, to me, the way I'm eating and it's not just the weight, the weight's a measurement I use, you know what I mean? To kind of judge where I'm at with things, but to, to a certain degree, and this isn't hundred percent black and white, but your weight has a big impact on your health. Okay. So you need to start looking at it that way. This isn't just about looking better. That's what I'm saying. You've been conditioned to think about your weight as you want to look better. That's the shittiest, weakest form of motivation in this whole process. Never mind looking better. Would you like to live longer? So look this up, Framingham Heart Study, very legitimate study. And so this has been going on for decades now. And they have found that being overweight, the person on average is losing 3.3 years of their life. If you're obese, they're losing seven years of their life on average. So it isn't about wanting to wear a bathing suit this year. How about, how would you like to live an extra three years? That's a long time. And don't say, you know, cause I've done this. I know what you're thinking. You say, ah, oh, that was the shittiest three years. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Because, you know, Hey, it's not even just those last three years. It's the quality of life, the previous 20 years, you know, but, um, so that's part of it. You gotta, you gotta reframe how you're thinking about your weight. And right now, the way you think about your weight, you're minimizing it. You're minimizing it. It's not your fault. You've been hypnotized. Again, I would say, I thought I was going to hypnotize people to lose weight. I didn't realize I was going to have to dehypnotize them to lose weight. But you need to stop thinking about hypnosis the way you, or the, the way weight loss, the way you think about it, because you've been hypnotized through what? How many ads a day do you think you see about food? Right? I mean, what is it? I, I forget the numbers they say. I, I, it's, they're outdated now because it was before the internet, but it used to be 3,000 ads a day. I mean, it's got to be up around 10, 15,000 ads a day now. You know, and they're all conditioning you to focus on the food and the consumption, the eating, the flavor, the tasting it on your tongue, the excitement, the enjoyment, the anticipation, right? And so as long as you're caught up in that hypnosis, you make very bad food decisions to the point that you don't even, you can't even imagine just eating a normal, a normal diet, right? So I posted a salad video, right? And so I eat salads. Now in that video, I said I eat five days a week. Um, I, I, I squished it to four days a week, right? But I call it my living vitamin strategy. And what that means is that, good Lord, can you make a food decision once in a while that isn't based around how enjoyable it is and it's just based around how good it is for you? That's how hypnotized you are. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not that you can't lose weight. It's that your thinking is, is upside down, you know? And all the times you're thinking about what you're going to eat, it's based around how enjoyable it's going to be. It's always entertainment. It's excitement. My life sucks and at least I got this. You see what I mean? Like you're using the food for all these emotional reasons that it's not meant for. It's literally, I, I call it like food drugs, right? Because if you're not using food for nourishment, you're using it almost like a drug. It's giving you an emotional response, okay? And so I get people say, well, I could never eat a salad five days. Why? You, you know what I mean? That's, that's so boring. So I tell you one thing, the more boring, the more comfortable I am with eating boring, the healthier I get. Because guess what natural food is? It's boring. <laughs> 
know? Now, listen, I don't just eat boring food, but I definitely have a, a lot of my eating during the week is boring. And so if you can't wrap your head around that, and that's, again, the diets are the food companies. And so with the diets, they're always trying to, most of the diets are just selling you shitty food that's low calorie. You know what I mean? But it's not real food. It's not real nourishment, you know? But they got you so twisted that you feel like, well, the only diet I want to do is one where I can eat lots of flavorful stuff that doesn't have much calories in it. So good luck. Good luck, you know? And says, so, well, at least I enjoy my life. I don't know if that's enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like I'll tell you, people say, wow, that's boring. That's not enjoyable. There's other things that give me pleasure emotionally. I'm not living this boring ascetic life of a monk. <laughs> I got to, for me, it's a pretty enjoyable life. It's not all enjoyable for food. You know what I mean? I'm not eating pizzas every day. I used to, by the way, I used to eat that shit all day long, morning, all the way till right when I went to bed. I wrote out my food because one of the things that we do in my program we have blueprints. It's all, it's all the core of it is blueprints, mindset, blueprint, lifestyle, blueprint, and then the eating blueprint, but the eating blueprint, you know, you've got to structure your eating if you have any chance of losing weight. And so I was uh, taking people through the, the blueprint, but I was like, Oh, it'd be funny if I did my, the blueprint of what I used to eat, you know, when I used to, I was 50 pounds heavier. So what, what did I eat? You know what I mean? I, I was thinking back on it. Cause it's been a while. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It started my day off with junk cereal, which is what I call just regular cereal, sugar, and all the rest of it. Um, they have white bread toast with peanut butter on there with all sugar in there. I have a muffin or a donut in between there. Lunch was a sandwich, meatball grinder, chips, um, sandwich, always the sandwiches, um, pizzas, you know, things like that. Then I'd have a, a big old snack, you know, right in the afternoon, cookies, candy bar, chips, you know, that was the norm. Then I'd eat my dinner, huge dinner, lots of carbs, you know, pasta. Um, every single night, uh, you know, again, I will say it was always relatively healthy. Like my mom was an awesome cook. So it was natural foods. Um, but there was junk food too, McDonald's, all, all the places. And then after dinner, right. That's when the real, sh that's, that was the real star of the show. Um, because that's when I watched TV and eat, you know, all my, all my junk and I loved it. You know what I mean? It was, it was great. And so it was unbelievable to write that out. Cause I kind of forgot about it, but it reminds me of like, yeah, you know, and that was, that was, oh geez, that was 30, 30 years ago, you know? So that was before what they do now, right? Where every single week, oh, you like Doritos? Well, how about, did you try this new flavor Doritos? Well, how about this new flavor Doritos? Well, how about this new flavor Doritos? It was before that, right? So 30 years ago, they had Doritos, but nacho cheese Doritos, that's it. And I couldn't stop eating those, right? Never mind now, where every week it's a different flavor. That's a whole thing too. I could talk about that, but I'll let it go. But, but the point being that, that my food, it was, it was, I was, I was like a drug addict. I, I was going from one buzz to the next. You know what I mean? Which by the way, I was now, I, I'm not gonna say I, was, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I was a binge drinker. I was drinking every day. And, um, I was really, I always look forward to drinking and eating. <laughs> and that was my form of entertainment. And so now I don't do that stuff. I, I still drink, but it's a way more moderated and I don't eat like that at all. I eat again, everything's relative. So I still, again, the way I do it just real quick, when I say structure my eating, what I do, and I worked up to this, so you, you work up to things, believe it or not, you can do that with weight loss. You don't have to just start right at the top. Um, but I started off with two days a week. I said, okay, I'm going to eat really clean on those two days. That's my goal. I'm going to eat as clean as I can possibly eat. And then that expanded out. Okay. But, uh, so, uh, now, now I'm at about five days of clean eating and then I have two days where it's more entertainment eating. I eat the things I really enjoy eating that taste good on my tongue. Okay. And so I, that works out well for me. Okay. But you've got to structure your eating and you've got to get comfortable with not just everything you put in your mouth doesn't have to be a party and a celebration. That's part of the hypnosis that has you in this, this trouble. You see, that's the mindset piece. 
you know, that until that's fixed, it's like almost impossible to lose weight almost, you know? So that's why, again, there's, I don't know any diet that does mindset stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, it's like, like Weight Watchers is trying to do, cause it's a buzzword now. Right. So it's what people say, I don't need a diet anymore. I need to change my lifestyle. And then the really enlightened people is like, I need a mindset. I need to change my mindset too. But you have no idea what that means. You know what I mean? Like, like what's the details of that? And then like Weight Watchers, like mindset stuff is it's, it's fine. It's better than nothing for sure. But it's, it's a tiny little bandaid. You know what I mean? It doesn't really give you the, the skills you need, you know? So, um, yeah, you got to change all those things. Let me get to some of your questions. I, I know I haven't done that. I'm going to get to them. And so if you have any, feel free to ask them. Um, cause I want to get to them, but I, I this, this, uh, it's hard to read the questions. Sometimes they go so quick, but let me get this. Um, how do you train our subconscious or retrain so we can stay on a new healthy course? Yeah, that's a great question. How do you train it? Well, I mean, what I do, I, I, I always teach a technique in my program called the program yourself then technique. It's really a combination of a redo and rehearsal technique. Now, the reason this works is because your subconscious mind works different than your conscious mind. So up until now, your weight loss strategy is really based around getting more information. You think there's some magic meal plan that's going to change everything for you. There's not. You know, I always joke around. You're not going to like this. I'm being a, kind of a jerk here, but let's just imagine for a second that I'm like, you know, I got this little piece of paper and I got this magic meal plan, right? This meal plan is so good. <laughs> I do this all the time. So forgive me if you've seen this before, but it's like this meal plan I have in here, right here. You start following this meal plan. I guarantee you will lose five to 10 pounds a week, right? Would you like it? You really want it? I know you do. This is what I mean. Like you can't, you, you just want it. So what is that meal plan? What is it? Well, what if I, I give it to you and it's uh, eat carrots and drink water. That's it. <laughs> I know it's silly, right? It's, it sounds stupid, but notice you're just, you want it. What is it? What is it? What's that magic meal plan? That is an indication that you're in hypnosis, right? Because you're not using your critical brain. There is no magic plan. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'll tell you what else. So I want to hear from hypnosis, right? Is um, the HCG diet. That to me is the most hypnotic plan in the world, right? Because again, one of the ways of hypnosis is it distracts you. It's like magic. They use misdirection to trick you, right? And so the HCG diet, if you don't know it, is, so the story is, the big story, that the headlights, the headline, we're going to give you this hormone that's in pregnant women, HCG. And you say, okay, damn, I don't know what that's all about, but that sounds good. Pregnant women? <laughs> They don't seem like the slimmest people. So yeah, that's kind of weird in that sense. But whatever. If you take it when you're not pregnant, oh, damn, knocks the weight right off. Whatever. But then you get into the fine print. You say, okay, what do I do? How do I take this stuff? Oh, here you go. Here, here that's that. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a little bit more to it. Oh, what? What else I got to do? Um, It's only 500 calories a day. <laughs> it's like, think about that, right? It's like they misdirect you with this hormone thing. And then they say, oh, eat 500 calories a day. How long are you going to eat 500 calories a day for? You know what I mean? So, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like you're so you're, you're literally in a perpetual state of hypnosis when it comes to your weight, which means you're not using your critical faculties. You're not using all of your brain. You're just going emotionally, right? You're choosing plans based on emotion. And usually it's a pain-based emotion. Again, step on the scale, see a picture of yourself, see your reflection. The clothes don't fit. You get so upset and so pissed off. So I don't care what I got to do. 500 calories a day. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care. Just drink milkshakes for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to do it. I want to lose this weight. I don't care what I got to do. I've tried this 50 times before, but this time I'm going to happen, right? But it's not going to happen, right? It never happens. But this is evidence that you're in a perpetual state of hypnosis when it comes to your weight loss. 
you know, and so you can just snap out of it. And there's a lot of ways to snap out of it. The key one being you need to start with your motivation. Your motivation's trash. Like you literally don't have any motivation to lose weight. So you got to stop. That's the first thing you got to do. You got to wake yourself up and say, you know what? I'm not really motivated to lose weight. I don't really care. <laughs> I'd like to lose weight. I'd like to magically snap my fingers and be thin. That's a hundred percent I want, but how committed am I to do something about it? Mm, I don't know. I'll give you an example. <laughs> Like right now you could go to my bio, you could click on it and there's a link and it's a link to a training. It's 30 minutes long and it's the three steps to master your weight. And it'll go through um, the three steps you need to master your weight. I'll tell you what they are now. It's your mindset, your lifestyle and your eating. Right? You got to change those. And it breaks them down into components, you know? And so it's like, you would have to click that link. You would have to go there, put your name and email address in there and then it'll bring you right to the video page. Right. So 50% of the people that put their name and email address in there never actually push the play button. Don't get much easier than that. Right. So again, what I'm trying to tell you is you're not that committed. Now, now I'm not, you understand, I'm not attacking you. I'm not judging you. I'm just pointing out that the problem isn't that you can't lose weight. The problem is that you haven't even committed to it. You don't even care that much. You have habituated and gotten used to being overweight. You know, if you've been overweight for decades, you have learned how to live as an overweight person. You know what I mean? You've got the self-deprecating jokes you make. You've got the way of understanding the world. You've got the patterns of kind of just doing it and explaining it and rationalizing it. Again, I'm not, I'm not judging it, but I'm just explaining why it's there. And to change that into being a thin person, it's a, it's hard work. Like there is no shortcut. You know, I always joke that people approach weight loss. Like it's like, if I wanted to learn the piano, but the only thing I would learn from are books that say, are like, learn to play the piano in three days learn how to play the piano in an hour. <laughs> like that's the only things I would look at to learn the piano. And if that's all I did, I'd never actually learn to do it. So people with weight loss are so obsessed and so fixated on shortcuts that they never actually just put the work in and just do it, you know? And so it's like, it's not, I always say like, it's simple, but not easy. You know what I mean? But geez, at least you get on a path and can get, get some momentum. Cause what's happening with weight loss is you just keep cycling through the same process, right? You get triggered, you get upset. I got to do something. You pick some plan, you do it for a little bit. You get distracted, bored, tired. You stop doing it. You go back to how you were, then repeat the cycle. And you just keep doing that, you know, and you never get any place further. And again, I say this because if you think about it, you don't know anything more about how to lose weight now than when you've started your first diet. You, you've learned nothing. You've grown not at all. You know what I mean? Nothing's changed, you know, and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to motivate yourself. You don't know how to shift your mindset. You have no idea how to live a healthy lifestyle. You got no idea how to reduce your calories in a way that's sustainable, you know? And so I just point this stuff out so that you stop thinking you just need to get the right plan and start realizing that you're in a tougher spot than you thought. Okay. But, but the good news is once you realize that, then you can go to work on really fixing the problem. As long as you keep thinking, Tell me if you think this at all. I know what I need to do. I just got to do it. <laughs> that's a that's a hypnotic suggestion that's been implanted to you by the diets and, and the food companies. And so you've got a bunch of these. You know what I mean? You've got a bunch of limiting belief mantras, hypnotic suggestions in your brain that keep you stuck. They're literally programming your subconscious mind to keep you overweight. And so you got to get to those levels to change things up. All right. Um, what are your thoughts about habit... What are your thoughts and habits about food? Okay, that's a good question. So my thoughts about food, there's the biggest distinction probably out of all of them between myself now and myself 30 years ago is I think about food completely differently. And you've got to go out of your way to learn about food because you're constantly being hypnotized. You have to see the world. I learned this quick, right? So as a hypnotist, I remember 
uh, first opened my office and I started hypnotizing people and they would have these profound shifts and changes. And then they would walk out the door and come back the next week. And it's like, it all went away. I said, what the hell? I said, I don't understand. It really worked. <laughs> they were totally feeling all and thinking all this stuff last week. What changed? And I realized I said, they don't live in a vacuum. You know what I mean? Like these people aren't just going into a vacuum, not hearing anything else. They're exposed to all the hypnosis on the TV. They're exposed to all the hypnosis um, in the culture. And so you don't live in a non-hypnotic world. You're constantly, it's like constant hypnosis at you. And then the worst of all is this, that you are your own best or worst hypnotist. So this is why now I stopped just hypnotizing people because it wasn't effective. Okay. It would work with some people, and, but a lot of people it didn't work with. And so what happened is I started to realize that I needed to train people how to hypnotize themselves. That was the secret. That's why I teach the program yourself then technique. It's a self-hypnotic programming technique. That's a phrase I use, self-hypnotic programming. So that you put yourself into a hypnotic state and you program yourself because you've got to understand how to run your own brain. You know, now I support, I, I do in my programs, I, there's lots of hypnosis sessions that support things, but I, you have got to come up with your own blueprint, your own customized blueprint. Cause that's another thing you think what someone who doesn't even know you is going to give you some food plan. That's going to all of a sudden change everything for you. They don't know you. They don't know your preferences. They don't know your genetics. They don't know your lifestyle. And so it's like, you just think that what they're going to magically give you some plans that are going to work for you, but not. And so you need to take the time and put the effort in to create your own blueprints that you can reference back and tweak and optimize. Cause right now I've got a lifestyle and a way of eating that's completely customized to who I am. And so it's a one size fits one plan. And so guess what? It's way easier for me to follow it because it's all built around the things I like, you know, and you guys never do that. So it's like, you just expect someone to give you this magical plan. You're just going to squeeze yourself into it and follow it. You know, you gotta stop thinking that way. Um, so what my thoughts and habits about food are, my thoughts have completely changed about food. So let me, let me give you an example of what I mean. And so you can really appreciate this. If you're a non-smoker, um, notice you're not a non-smoker because you're fighting cravings all day, right? It's not like you have cravings for cigarettes all day and you say, no, 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 no. You're a non-smoker because you, the way you think about cigarettes, there is no cravings. You think they're disgusting. And so you have no cravings. That's why you're a non-smoker. Now, if you're a smoker, you say, well, I'm a smoker. I can't relate to that. Well, if you don't do drugs, right? Because I hear heroin and cocaine, people seem to like how they make them feel. I guess they make you feel pretty good, right? But you don't want to do them. Why? Because of the way that you think about them, you focus on the consequence of them, right? Whereas an addict focuses on the consumption of it. So the biggest difference with me with my food thinking is that I now subconsciously, pretty much overall, I focus on the consequence of the food as opposed to the consumption. And that's where most of my focus is at. Because listen, everything is good and bad. Everything's good and bad. This is a very helpful philosophy. Ice cream is good and bad. It tastes good. It's enjoyable to eat. But then it's bad because of the effects it has on me physically, mentally, and emotionally. If I do it too much, okay? Now I'm in a sweet spot where I only get all the pleasure. So people say, oh, geez, that sounds so boring, Jim. You don't get to eat ice cream all the time. That sucks. I wouldn't want to do that. I bet. <laughs> I bet when I eat ice cream, I get more enjoyment out of it because I have literally no emotional baggage to it. I'm eating the ice cream at the exact weight I want to be, feeling like I want to feel, feeling like a million bucks eating that ice cream when I eat it, okay? But I don't eat it a lot <clears throat> because I have bigger goals than that ice cream, okay? So the biggest shift in my thinking that I could share with you is that I have oriented my thinking primarily now, and it's subconscious. It's not a conscious thing. I subconsciously think about foods now primarily in terms of what the consequence is, 
Okay. And so when I do, when I teach myself by my, um, program yourself, then technique, it's a redo and rehearsal technique. And there are all sorts of stuff embedded into the technique. It's a very, very simple technique. So surprisingly, deceptively simple, but there's all sorts of things embedded into it. And one of the key things is it starts to train your subconscious mind to focus on the consequence of the food as opposed to the consumption. And so it's counter programming for what you're getting 24 hours a day, every day of your life, which is constantly to focus on just the consumption. And that's your biggest challenge right now. And I don't know how you would change it without hypnosis. I genuinely mean this. Now, listen, they got the saying, right? When the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, I'm a hypnotist. Everything is hypnosis to me. So maybe I'm short-sighted on this. Maybe I'm obsessed with this. But I truly don't even know how you would have a chance in hell of ever living as a thin person for the rest of your life without using hypnosis and understanding it. Why? Because you're subconsciously, you're a subconscious creature. You're not conscious. If you were conscious and that's how you made your decisions, why are you struggling with your weight? Why don't you just eat the healthy foods that you know you should? <laughs> what, what part of you is causing you to eat the cookies and the ice cream when you want to lose weight? You know, that's not going to help you lose weight. I know you want to lose weight. So why do you keep eating the cookies and the ice cream and the chips and the bullshit? Well, I know you don't have an answer for that, but I do. It's because your subconscious mind of just running your behaviors is programmed to eat those foods. And if you don't eat those foods, you feel a deep sense of deprivation. And that deprivation wins over your goal to want to lose weight. And so you, hypnosis is, it's not even just hypnosis because I find hypnosis to be lacking. I'm certified master hypnotist from the National Guild of Hypnosis, okay? And I feel like when I learned that, and I was like, oh, this is cool stuff, but it's not enough. To be honest, it was me spending 20, well, really 30 years on myself, but 20 years professionally working with people, doing 5,000 private weight loss sessions, if not more at this point. Um, just hours of training. And just, I've read thousands of books. I read a book every week. I'm, I'm obsessed with this stuff. And it's like, I, to be honest, I kind of had to create my own thing. Because let me ask you, who's going to teach you how to have the mindset of a thin person? Who? Where are you going to go? You wouldn't even know the first place to start. I don't know the first place to start. And I think about this all the time. Who? I know me. I know what I've been doing. But I look out in the world. I'm like, okay, who's going to help you with the mindset of being a thin person? Of truly, genuinely, practically changing your eating behaviors? I literally still can't think of something. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, like Susan Pierce Thompson, Bright Lines Eating. You know, I, I'm a big fan of hers. I like a lot of stuff she teaches. I, you know, I, I, that's not my approach. I wouldn't. That's too strict for me you know, but I, I don't feel like a food addict either. So if you don't know her, you know, she's one way, but other than that, who's teaching about the psychology of being a thin person, how to program your mind to be a thin person. I don't know. You know, there's like Paul McKenna with the hypnosis, but you know, again, it's, it's superficial. The problem with hypnosis sessions, by the way. So if you're, you know, you may be watching this, you're like, Oh, hypnosis and weight loss, but I don't think hypnosis sessions are going to help you lose weight because the problem with hypnosis sessions that you buy, that you listen to is that the first couple times they work because the first couple times you listen, they're fresh, you know? And so you're experiencing them for the first time. Remember, hypnosis is the bypassing of the critical faculty. And so the first time you listen, you're relaxing and calming down. You're just absorbing what they're saying and it's going straight to your subconscious mind. What happens after you listen to those sessions after five, six, 10, 15 times is you're like, oh, Christ, here's, here's where the guy coughs or here where he said the word weird. You know what I mean? It's all of a sudden your, your conscious mind starts infringing on the experience and you it becomes less hypnotic, you know, because real change is not about listening to the same message. You know what I mean? And hearing the same thing. It's one message. Listen, 
let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Okay. My program, right? It's I teach you that technique. That's the cornerstone. You do it every night. It's, it's a minute, two minute technique where you program your own mind very effectively and efficiently. There's a lot of stuff in there. Then there's the blueprints. Okay. And the blueprints is it's a 60 page workbook that I, I train you and bring you through. So you have your own mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprint. Great. Okay. Then the third piece of the component is that every morning I send you a brand new for, for eight weeks, I send you a brand new five minute hypnosis session to start your day with. You listen to it within the first 30 minutes, program your mind as soon as you wake up. And then when you go to sleep, there's another 10 minute session that you listen to each night of the week. So you get one, you get eight of them, right? So each week it's a different one. And you listen to those at night as you drift off to sleep or at night, and then you want to wake up you have your option. And then there, so, so that's, that's what that's 57 different hypnosis sessions plus 10 other deep dive ones. Right. And then there's a whole hypnosis library with another 25 sessions in it. So what I'm trying to tell you is that there's no there. I promise you that one hypnosis session that you could buy where it's like, Oh, live as a thin person. That one session, that's not going to make you a thin person. I, I hate to tell you because if you're one of the few that's so suggestible, it does start to make you a thin person. Well, now you're in tough luck because you live in a world of hypnosis and you're constantly exposed to hypnosis from the food ads and all the cultural stuff that you see. Those arches are hypnosis. You know, they trigger your subconscious mind. So it needs to be a robust solution to a complex problem. And that's what your weight issue is. It's not just that you need to find a meal plan and follow it. <laughs> that's, I always say, just to put it in perspective, diets are like the just say no that we had in the eighties. Remember that? The just say no to drugs, <laughs> you know, where it's like, oh, just, um, just say no to them. Mm, drugs, they stink. Those stinky drugs. Just say no to them. Well, if you're a drug addict, do you think that's going to work? We don't think that works anymore, right? <laughs> we understand that there's more to it. Well, the same thing's going to happen with weight loss, hopefully at some point. That just say no, just, oh, give me the meal plan. You think the meal plan's the only thing? That's like saying, oh, here's a book about how bad drugs are. Give it to a drug addict and see if that helps them. Oh, oh, you're an alcoholic? Well, here's a book about how bad alcohol is. It's going to tell you just say no and show you why it's bad. Is that going to work? Like, of course it's not. And so why would a diet work? Because, oh, did you not know? that eating that stuff is, is making you overweight, you already know that. So the idea that something can give you a plan and that's going to change everything is silly. Now, it's silly when you take a step back and look at it. You're like, God, that is silly. But you're not looking at it that way because you're in hypnosis when it comes to your weight loss. You're not thinking logically, critically, rationally. You're thinking very emotionally. And you want to believe that it's so simple that all you need is the meal plan. And unfortunately, that's not it. You, you need to, if you're serious, what you need to do is you need to approach your weight like it's college. You, and that's what I think of my program as I think it's a condensed college course condensed into eight weeks. And you need to make that kind of commitment to it because your weight is, is a huge amount of factors. I always use this analogy. Like they've conditioned you to think about your weight loss. Like it's a bank account, credits, debits, calories in calories out right? That's one aspect to it. But your weight is much more like the stock market with lots and lots of different factors influencing each other in lots of different ways, you know? So that's why I say the first part of my program is the mindset piece. Cause it's like, to me, if you're not gonna go through the mindset piece and everyone wants to go right to the eating piece, cause that's what you've been conditioned to do. You think the problem is you just have, don't know what to eat. It, that's not your problem. So if we start with the mindset piece, you know, right off the bat, I take you through the six steps of that. Then there's the lifestyle piece. Cause if you're not going to live a, a different lifestyle, uh, don't even, I just save your time. I myself with all the stuff I know about 
weight and food and all the rest of it. If all of a sudden I stopped living my lifestyle, uh, I would not be able to control my eating. No doubt about it. And I know this. Okay. So when I talk about lifestyle, what am I talking about? And I'm going to say this because I just want to prove the point that you may even be like, you know what? I got to change my lifestyle, but I just want to prove the point that that's just, it's just a word to you. There's no real depth or meaning to it, right? What does that mean to you? And so the lifestyle that I talk about that I teach people is sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, and gratitude. And I just added two more bonus ones, but those are the eight key ones. And so you say, well, geez, Jim, that's a lot. It is a lot, but again, I'm all about practicality. So I show you, I call it the master ritual and then you can take care of six of those in about three, four minutes. Okay. So you can start having those in your life every day, you know, and it's the consistency, you know, that's another hypnotic trance that the diets have put you in is that you think about intensity. Whereas I'm working with people, I get them consistency over intensity. I'd rather you be consistent than intense because, you know, one week of dieting perfectly doesn't mean shit. You know, I'd rather have you have you have 52 weeks of dieting. Okay. Like, I don't want you dieting at all, but um, you know what I mean? Like it's all about consistency. That's the secret to getting the weight you want and, and the results you're looking for, you know? But again, you're in a trance that you think, well, if I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it quick and I'm, I'm going to jump right in, you know? But that's causing you to just get short-term results and just keep cycling through. Right. So I'm going to go through these questions quicker. I'm talking a lot here. Does meditation help with programming the subconscious? Oh, meditation. Yeah, I think meditation helps with programming your subconscious mind because I think meditation <clears throat> helps in a lot of ways. I think that there's so many benefits to meditation, but it kind of, it quiets your mind. It helps you become more aware of your mind and your thoughts. Uh, and those things are really helpful. Because I was, I was just having this conversation today that, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice getting a little weird. Um, the conversation that, that here's, here's an interesting fact, right? So cognitive biases are fascinating, but you have a cognitive bias. You have a negativity bias. Your mind picks up negative things more than it does positive things. Okay. I do too. So it's like, I put these TikTok videos out, right? There'll be a thousand comments, you know, 995 of them are positive and great. And five of them are negative. Those are the ones I notice, right? So that's just how our brain is. It's a survival thing. And so what you don't realize is that <clears throat> when you do subtle things well, so if you meditate, you get some sleep, you start drinking some water, you start doing some healthier things. Unfortunately, the improvement doesn't feel like, oh my God, everything's changing. Everything's great because those improvements are subtle. And so meditation helps you recognize the subtle benefits of these new behaviors and habits. And I think that's a key factor because these effects are subtle. Unfortunately, you can't just get some sleep, drink some water, do some movement, and then feel like a totally new person tomorrow. You know, So you have to orient yourself to the subtle benefits you get out of doing the right stuff. And I, I think that's a key part of getting the results that you want. Um, someone says you're a secret weapon. All right, cool. I hope that's a good thing. I lost 126 pounds in 11 months and now I suddenly stopped losing thoughts. Wow. That, that's very interesting. That's interesting. If you're still on here, I'd say email me. One of the things I want to do this year is I really wanted to find someone who's interested in doing coaching uh, on a video. And so the deal is that I will coach you, you know, I'll, I'll coach you for free. Um, but I get to use the video on a podcast, you know? So that's a fascinating story. I'd love to dig into that. I, I couldn't really answer that without knowing more details. Um, but congratulations. That's quite, quite an accomplishment. Very, very interesting. 
Um, does our subconscious change with repetition or feeling the change with imagination? Yeah, it's both. It's intensity of thought and repetition. There, there's a bunch of factors that, that go into hypnosis, um, which again, I think is, is why it's so important that you learn how to hypnotize yourself. It's not some complicated thing. <laughs> I'm not a genius. I promise you that. Um, this process is not rocket science. You know, it's, it's basic. It's, it's very practical, I would say. And then think about it, right? Because you see advertisements. What do they do? They show you the same ad six million times right? Why? Because that's a hypnotic technique is to repeat the same thing. You'll notice that even in my sessions, a lot of times I repeat the same thing a lot um, because it just works. It just, it, it makes it go deeper into your mind. Um, so repetition is a powerful one and amount of um, uh, emotion you bring into your imagination when you're imagining things is important. So, so two things to understand about your subconscious mind, it doesn't understand negatives and it can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. And so that's, that's the important thing. So when you start to program your mind, it's very simple. It's just, it's playing, it's having fun. Listen, the most hypnotized you get is when you're watching TV and movies. That's fun though, isn't it? So hypnosis is really fun. It feels really good. It's very, very pleasurable. It's relaxing physically. You put yourself in this neutral state, you breathe better, everything's better. And then mentally it's fun. It's you. Have you, have you not done that? Have you never done my videos? <clears throat> um, my videos like, uh, Excuse me, my voice is going crazier. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little water. Uh, my videos, any of the hypnosis videos about like imagine yourself thin. Uh, I got the I am thin subconscious programming one. But you'll notice in those, if you do it, it feels, it's fun. It's nice to imagine yourself the way you want to be, right? <laughs> but people don't do that because your condition, again, you another hypnosis that the dieting has put in you, you think you're going to logically figure it out. You're obsessed with thinking about why you're screwing up and you think you're going to have this magic breakthrough that's going to change everything and it's not. And so another alternative approach is way more fun is to just cut that shit out and let's just start pretending and imagining how you want to be. So I know people say, oh, I pretend all the time and it never changes anything. Well, that's part of the process. You know what I mean? That's why we got the blueprints because you need to know what to do. You know, and you got to figure that out too. But once you know what to do, the most effective way to get yourself to do it is to imagine yourself the way you want to be for a million reasons. I'm not going to go into right now. Um, eat more proteins and no sugar. Good luck. <clears throat> well, let's see. Let's see. I loved the trick of saying, how would I feel 10 minutes after? Yeah, that's, that's the key thing. Again, if there's one shift, like if I could just change people's thinking like that, snap people and change everyone's thinking in America, that's what I would do is that they could magically... They all of a sudden, when they thought about what they were going to eat, they instead, the first thing they thought about is how am I going to feel 10 minutes from now, as opposed to what do I want to put in my mouth and how's that going to feel? That would, I think that would erase the obesity epidemic in the middle. Um, someone said, can you re record this later for later reference? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I am recording. I'm live streaming this to YouTube. So um, go check out my YouTube channel and go watch it there. I'll put these up. All right. So yeah, that's the thing. I love TikTok's my, my favorite. I, I love, I love the format and I love it all. Um, but the lives, I love doing the lives, but then they just disappear, you know, off the planet. So, um, from now on and plus you get the better, better audio, but yeah, go check them out. I'm going to pop up on a podcast too. So I know I want you listening to me. That's, that's what people in my program do. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I want to become the voice in your head. When I become the voice in your head, a, a primary voice in your head, you're going to be at the, your goal weight guaranteed. When you start thinking like me, you're going to be thin because again, everything I'm doing is based around role modeling. That's what I did. I went and interviewed people that lost weight and kept it off. And I, I NLP wise really modeled what they were doing on a subconscious level. And I started using that and that changed absolutely everything. So the more you listen to me, I'm not, I mean, I'm using hypnosis on you in one sense, but it's not like in the mystical magical sense. It's just, listen, 
anytime you like, if you watch a documentary on sugar and how bad it is, that's hypnosis. That would cause you to think primarily, like as soon as you watch that documentary, as soon as that documentary is over, you're thinking about sugar differently and it's going to impact how much you want to eat it, which is not at all. Okay. And so hypnosis isn't some magical, mysterious thing. It's something you've been experiencing your entire life and will continue to experience. There's no way around it because you're a subconscious creature. You're primarily a subconscious creature. And so hypnosis is just the ability to influence your subconscious mind, which you better figure out if you want to make any changes. If you're happy with your behaviors, leave your subconscious mind alone. If you want to change something in your life, you better understand how to change your subconscious mind, which is my philosophy of self-hypnotic programming. You better take control of it because understanding how to do it. What I found the key secret of someone having to understand it themselves I can hypnotize people and I can cause them to think differently. That's not a hard part. The problem is when the new, when the, I say new or old, the, the other hypnosis comes in, you don't realize the process. So you don't know how to defend yourself from it. So you've got to understand the process yourself um, to, to really make it work. Um, someone says, I'm obsessed with carbs. I get stressed out and I swear eating carbs is the only way I feel better. Okay. Well, again, I don't know. I, I would want more specifics on that. Um, so again, I don't know what you mean by carbs anymore because Sometimes people, when they say carbs, they mean vegetables, you know? So I don't know if you mean refined carbs, you know, which is more like, you know, flour-based stuff, um, or if you're meaning vegetables. And I would need to know that because I would go different ways with that. Um, but even the language you're using, again, see, that's a part of hypnosis too, is understanding language because our language implies so much, you know? And so, um, yeah, you're a person, again, I would love to, if I could get on a, on a call with you and talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, you would see how quickly we could fix this. What does your clean eating day look like? Yeah, okay, so clean eating day is, um, first off, the main parameters of what I consider to be clean is really like whole natural foods, okay? So uh, no no junk food, no processed foods, uh, no fast food, you know what I mean? I, I look to avoid those. Now, when I say these are clean intention days, I rarely have like a perfectly clean day. I wanna be, I'll make that crystal clear, which speaks to another hypnotic hypnosis you're in, when it comes to weight loss is you, you don't realize it perhaps, but when you think about your weight loss, you're all or nothing, right? You're either all, all in or you're not doing anything. I'm not thinking about it. And so you need to become all or something. And so when I have clean eating days, that's the intention. And so some days, those days are really close to being perfectly clean. And most days they're not, but they're, but they're cleaner than the weekends are. And so clean to me is really like being natural foods, whole foods, unprocessed foods. And so what that may look like, I'll give you specifics. And I don't like to do this because it's, that's, this is my plan. I came up with this stuff I like. And so, you know, if I see this with a salad thing, right? So I got to tell you, it's a very unique experience in life to like make a video like, okay, this is how I prepare my salads, right? And you do that and then you, you put it out into the world and then the video goes bonkers, right? So it's like, it got a ton of views. That's cool. But then you start reading the comments, they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, look how you cut your carrots. That's disgusting. You know, the big chunks of carrot, big dirty chunks of carrots. It's so it's like, it's so funny. So it's like, I, I hesitate to like say what I do because it's like, that's what I like to eat. And so go screw, you know, it's like, if you don't like what I eat, it's not for you. You know what I mean? But that's how we should all be thinking. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I say the idea that like the whole population is going to follow like the, the zone diet. It's like, Oh, you know what I mean? There's way too many people living way too many lifestyles with too many different preferences for one plan to match all those. So you got to stop that. And you got to start with the mindset of I'm going to come up with my own plan. This is for me. You don't like it great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go play in traffic. I don't care. This is for me, but I'll tell you what I do. 
and I'll tell you the shift. So I, I've always eaten peanut butter toast in the morning. It's been a lifelong thing. I love it. And so I'll eat like Ezekiel bread though. I optimized it. That's a key word. Put this word deep in your mind, optimization. And that means you can start with your shitty eating now and slowly optimize it in strategic ways that are going to be sustainable and last. What a concept. Huh? <laughs> you don't have to just jump right into perfect eating. You know, it's such an American way of looking at things. And so, uh, and I'm from America. Okay. So I'm just busting my own chops, but, um, so I'll start with like Ezekiel toast, which is a, the better form of Brexit. It doesn't use flour, you spread a grain and I use a natural peanut butter. Okay. And then I'll have an apple of peanut butter. And again, at first, when I first started doing that, I'd still be hungry, but eventually you get to the point where you kind of fill your intestinal tract. Oh, thank you for the rose. Um, I fill my intestinal tract up with fiber. And so now I'm satisfied with that until my lunch and lunchtime. A lot of times I'll eat the salad that you saw. Right. And then for dinner, I'm eating some whole food meal typically. And it's just different stuff on different nights. Um, might be like quinoa, brown rice, vegetables, um, might make burritos, tacos, um, whatever, you know? So it, it's, you know, usually dinner is the, the least healthiest, but it's still pretty healthy. You know what I mean? But it's, again, it's a clean, it's natural foods. I don't like putting processed foods into my body when I can help it because it makes everything else harder, you know? Um, but again, I, I don't even like answering that question right now because I, I like to go in depth with what I'm talking about because <clears throat> you're going to hear that and be like, oh my God, I could never do that. And, and I, I can't stand that because I want you to, um, I want you to think about it. Uh, how did you learn about hypnosis? Um, oh, this is all good stuff. I want to make sure I get this. Uh, that's a good way to look at it. Thank you for your help and your time. I'm glad I, I, this is my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. So it's really inspiring for me. I really shifted a lot of things around in terms of my, my business and my lifestyle so that I can do a lot of free stuff you know? And so that's a cornerstone of my whole business now is just to give all this information away, you know, and help people. Um, and if you want to go deeper with it, you know, obviously I have, I have programs that can help you. Um, you can go click on that link, go watch the training. And if you can make it through the training, cause I don't just sell my program. You can't go buy it. You have to earn the right because I don't want people that just get emotional and just want to do a program, then not use it. it drives me crazy. I don't want your money. <laughs> if you're not going to do it, I want you to be committed. I want you to make a real adult commitment to master this area of your life. And so, you know, you'd have to, the first thing you got to do is sign up for the training. And again, I never made this distinction, but then you got to push the play button <laughs> once you get in there because 50% of the people never push the play button, you know? So you got to push that play button and then you got to watch a half hour training, you know? And then if you can do all that, you know, then you can learn about my program. Um, but yeah, in my program, yeah. So my program, again, just real quick, um, you learn that program yourself thin technique. You go through the blueprints that are specifically yours. That you have forever. Then there's all that hypnosis support as well. And then there's live coaching sessions twice a week where I literally work one-on-one -on -one with you and help you. Um, and it's exciting to be able to offer this because I've really been doing private coaching for the last five, 10 years. Um, my private coaching rates, again, I mean, it's worth it. You know what I mean? Like, like again, for, for a person who's, you know, successfully financial successful, it's, it's worth the investment for sure, but it's a huge investment. So I created this program so that, you know, pretty much anyone who's really serious, you know, can do it. Um, but, and then I have this stuff here. So again, I'm helping anyone. So if, if you can't afford the program or can't do it right now, I'm still here for you. Um, and so at the very least go sign up for that video because I, I got an email list where I send a bunch of stuff as well. So I'm going to help you no matter what I really want you to do. This is my mission. Um, let's see, this is so interesting. It makes an awful lot of sense. How do I buy your program? Yeah, cool. Just like I said, go check it out. Um, go learn about it. Um, that's mean if you believe of something, you can do it. Okay. Can you tell me if your program can work if I can't exercise a lot, please? Yeah. My program is not built around exercise at all. Um, I remember 30 years ago, I was like, I got, I was 50 pounds heavier. I was at a real low point in my life. I was binge drinking. Uh, I was miserable. And I tell this story a lot because it's, it's, I, I, every time I tell it, I'm just like, 
I don't know. Sometimes in life, I don't know. It just things happen to you that are beyond your control. This was one of them. I was at a very low point in my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, every way. And, um, you know, so my, it starts, you know, my dad was 54 when he died. I was nine years old. And I remember then thinking like, good Lord, I, I'm not going on that path. I'm never going to do that. 10 years later, I'm 50 pounds heavier. And I'm just like, you know, overweight and I'm drinking all the time. I was miserable. And so I took a semester off from college. And in those couple months, right, I, through no fault of my own, was exposed to hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, Tony Robbins, um, guitar, yoga, uh, martial arts, <laughs> literally all of that. And it was like, it was unbelievable, you know? And it's like, it, everything changed from that point forward. And I was in college, I went back to college and I got a degree in finance and investments, you know, but at the same time I was, I got so into this stuff and it was like, I was so amazed at the results I got. And like I said, you know, this was never like, I was never like, like a personal trainer, not, not, not knocking personal trainers, but a lot of personal trainer that motivated, let's look, look a certain way. So this is never really about like looking a certain way to me. Like, it's cool. Like I want you to look good and I want you to feel good in your clothes and all that, but it's really about like, I want you to live longer. <laughs> I want you to squeeze as much life out of life as you can get. You know, that's what I want for you. That's why I do these for free. That's why I, I'm committed to this. And I'm so excited to be able to structure everything I'm doing in a way where I can do these every day. You know what I mean? And, and help you. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely, but, but I missed the question. So anyways, let me go back to, I was, so I was 19 years old and I'm like, okay, I want to lose weight. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I remember what I did is I started interviewing a lot of people that had lost weight and kept it off. And that was the real turning point because I started to realize is the real secret these people I noticed over and over and over again is that they weren't on diets. And a lot of these people worked out because a lot of these people I, I found at the Y. And so they were working out. Um, but they, they, it wasn't like a dieting thing. It was like a whole transformational mindset. They just thought about the whole thing differently. And so I started really thinking differently about my weight. And one of the first questions I began asking that was new is I stopped thinking like, well, how can I lose weight? How can I lose weight? Cause I started realizing a lot of these people were like in their sixties and seventies, they were, they were older. And again, at that time when you're 20, right, that seems really old. Now it seems not that old at all. But, um, you know, so I was like, okay. So I started thinking longer term, right. That was, that was the first big shift that happened to me is I stopped thinking like, well, how can I just lose the weight? How can I lose the weight? How can I lose the weight? And I stopped that and I said, how could I live? How could I maintain this till I'm 90, till I'm till last day on earth? And so that was the big transition. And so that got me asking the question, well, what could I do till I'm a hundred years old? And at that time, and still, I'm kind of lazy physically. Now, I played a lot of sports, but I, I didn't like exercising. I was like, I don't want to build my success around exercising because I'm just like, I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, so what's my strength? And I'm like, well, I think that my best thing is, is the food. I think I feel more energy and motivation to control the food than I do getting myself to exercise. Times. I don't really like the exercising part. And so if you don't want to exercise or you can't exercise, this is a thousand percent the program for you because to be honest, <laughs> it's built all around your food consumption. That's the big one. Now, there's obviously benefits to exercising. As I get older, I find myself more motivated to exercise. Now, I actually like I I make the distinction when I talk about habits. I talk about movement, and within movement, there's a lot of other pieces. And so, there's the ability to, to decide for yourself what you want to do. I don't know what your goals are, but for me, my goals are to be active. And so, my movement goal is to walk. You know, and so I it's got a little worse in the winter, but. Um, you know, nine months out of the year, I'm walking 10,000 steps a day. That's a big part of my movement strategy. I do yoga all the time, you know? And so that's a part of my movement strategy. As I've gotten older, the importance of, of weight training and resistance training has become more important. So that's something I'm working on now, but everything's relative to your goals and your situation. 
You see that that's the key factor. And so that's a, that's a, a general paradigm rule that I always go with is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. And so, yeah, if this program, absolutely. If you can't exercise a lot, this is, I can't think of a better program because it's really built by me who I did not exercise for 25 years. I mean, I did yoga, but that didn't burn a calorie. I wasn't even walking for a lot of time. I mastered my eating though, because that's the strategy I felt I wanted to deal with. Okay. So it's about identifying how you want to do this and then committing to those things. Right. So that's a great question. Um, you're a Greek magician, huh? <laughs> yeah. I like that. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. I like thinking about it as a magician. That's a cool one. Um, thank you for what you do. Yeah. You are welcome. You're welcome. Um, that's awesome. Do you have one on one? Do you have one on training with phone calls or tests available, text available? Um, that might say one-on-one -on -one training. Like I said, I, I don't, my one-on-one, -on -one, um, coaching, I, I do very little at this point. I don't even have any spaces open. Um, it's a big investment. I went down to, it's a 25 grand. So I, I don't say it to freak you out. It's just where I'm at. Okay. And, um, so I don't want you to freak out about that. And then I have a, a private group and that's $10,000. So again, I understand that's out of reach for a lot of people, but, but it's, it's a part of what I like to do. Um, and so, but my program is not, it, my program is really built to be more accessible to people. Um, and so with that though, that that's the cool thing is that I have figured out a way to do that and offer, uh, one on, it's not, it's not one-on-one -on -one coaching, but it's group coaching. So like every Tuesday and Thursday we get into a group and I work with you one-on-one -on -one at the moment, you know, there's other people there. Um, but it's, it's all, it's a close group and, um, and you get to work with me. And right now I just started this program. So in, in essence, I, I'm in all, all honesty, I would say, don't do the, the 10 K program right now. Um, because right now in the program, it's like, you can invest way less there and you're still almost getting a similar thing at the moment. Now I know that's going to get bigger and there's going to be more people in it pretty soon, but, um, for right now, it's, it's kind of the deal of the century in a sense. And there's text. So one of the cool things about my program, oh, I got, the, I'm using the phone. Um, one of the cool things about my program now is that it's, it's, uh, it's an immersion program. What that means is I deliver it through an app on your phone. And so you get all the notifications every morning for your sessions. You get all the stuff through the phone, um, kind of working on the, the community parts. So it's right there. So you have like, you know, you kind of get, there's a membership site too, but even on your phone for the eight weeks, it's, it's, in, it's integrated into your life. You know, that's the quickest way to kind of integrate into your life. So you're getting this stuff consistently. Um, what is the name of your podcast, please? So the podcast right now is under program yourself. Then I'm going to switch the name of it to Jim Katsoulis podcast. Um, but you can go to, go to YouTube, search Jim Katsoulis at Jim Katsoulis, same as my, um, TikTok. And, uh, I'm, I'm starting to stream these to YouTube so you can rewatch these on YouTube if you want. Okay. Cause yeah, re, re putting these out in the background while you're listening to them. It's that's my most successful clients are people that just listen to my stuff over and over again. And it seeps in, it's literally hypnosis, a form of hypnosis, which is no different than all the ads you see, you know, on television. Um, can't solve from outside, but inside interchange manifests outside. Yep. I agree. Um, yep. Yep. Put some wind in. I don't know what that means. Oh, Windex. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to your live yesterday. It did so much better today, despite suffering from BED. Thank you. I don't know what BED is. What's BED? Um, but anyways, that's awesome. I promise you folks, if you listen to me, if you listen to me rather just these lives alone and put them in the background, whatever, I guarantee you, they will impact you. And you, so that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's the hypnotic approach. You keep thinking you need to, and, and this is a, a subconscious problem for you is that you think losing weight is miserable and hard and difficult and depriving and sucks. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why you're not making it happen. And so I'm here to show you that it can be easy when you put the right stuff into your mind. You, it's like in computer programming, they always have the, the phrase guy go garbage in garbage out. Well, you have had garbage coming into your mind the whole, your whole lifetime about weight and health. 
And so you get garbage coming out. And so think about it. Where are you getting positive programming for your weight and health? Because I don't think a lot of the dieting stuff is positive. Uh, to be honest, I don't think a lot of the personal training stuff is positive. The fitness stuff, I think it's very externally oriented and wants you to look a certain way. You know, I always joke like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm thin, but I'm not like muscular and jacked up like a lot of these trainers. And again, I'm not taking it away from them. I think they look great. And I, I, that's fine. But for a lot of people, it's not going to matter. I always tell this story like, oh, well, how am I that I can control my weight down to the ounce if I choose to? And I do. Um, but how come I never got the six pack? You know, and I, I go through these different phases of life and it's like, well, how come I didn't get the six pack? And I really reflect on it and say, oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, you know, a married husband of uh, two kids. My shirt's off five hours a year. I'm not going to put all the extra work and get a six pack. I don't give a shit. And so that's why. I never did it, you know? And so again, that goes back to the idea that, that there's a good chance that your motivation to lose weight is primarily based on how you look and it's not enough, you know? So I like being able to offer a different perspective and a different uh, way of motivation. But the more you listen to this, the more I am, I'm, I'm a hypnotizing you, but you're always getting hypnotized. So don't think like I'm just as a hypnotist, I'm doing that to you. Just me talking like this, I am, I am shifting your paradigm more than anything else. I'm creating a new reality, a new way of thinking about your weight and food and health. And that overall, when you keep listening to that, it's going to cause you to act differently. So the process is this, that what I do is I cause you to think differently. When you think differently, you feel differently. When you feel differently, you act differently. That's simple. And so just listening to me, just watching my videos is going to change the way you think and feel. You'll see it. You'll experience it. Test it out. Don't get my program until you see that. And then once you see like, holy shit, the free stuff's changing how I think and feel and act and behave. And what would the actual program do? It does even more. Okay. Um, oh, so I'm adding nutrition instead of subtracting. Well, I love that. I love that. That's such a great idea. That's why, by the way, when I talk about the eight habits, one of those habits is nourishment, because I think it's very important to distinguish nourishing your body from not eating bad foods, because say you eat a bunch of cookies and a bunch of shit. Okay. That's not great, but don't let that stop you from eating the salad. See, you're, you're in that all or nothing mindset. Well, if I eat the cookies, there's no point in the salad. You know, I'll tell you why. Cause I see that with, um, when I put that salad video up, right. Where that salad, right. I'm making these salads and it's like, there's like seven or eight different vegetables and nutrients in it. Um, there's all those greens. It's really healthy, right? And people say, what's the dressing? What's the dressing? I don't want to blow it all with the dressing. You're not going to blow it all with the dressing. You're not eating any salads at all. And so if you put a cup of blue cheese on there, you're still better off than not eating it. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Because you're putting all of that nourishment into your body. All of that nourishment changes you on a cellular level. There's a very good chance that you're malnourished micronutrient wise. If you're not eating much raw food, vegetables, fruits, grains, natural foods, if you're not eating much of those, you probably have a micronutrient deficiency. And guess what? Just like when you don't eat enough calories, you get hungry, your brain, your body sends you a signal to eat. I believe if you're not getting the nutrients you need, your body sends you a signal to eat more food because your body and brain think you're in the natural world and eating more is going to give you more nutrients. Unfortunately, your brain and body don't know that. Oh shit. No, this is America. You could, you could eat tons of calories with no nutrition, you know? So, so that's a whole thing. So yeah, adding nutrition is a huge, um, weight loss process, you know, huge part of the whole thing. So good, good thinking. Um, when you eat tacos, which tortillas do you use? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't really like the tortillas too much. I, I'll eat like a tortilla or two, but I usually like the hard shells, the corn tortillas. Um, I usually, a lot of times I'll eat like a taco salad. You know, I kind of prefer that lately. And I'll crumble up the tacos. To be honest, I'm getting sick of those. I've been eating tacos Tuesday for 
seven years now. My kids love it, you know, so it's like whatever, but um, I'm kind of moving on. So I got to find better stuff. Would you mind sharing the cost of your program? I don't do that because you got to go watch it. And I don't want, it's not fair when people just make a, a what if like, right. So what if like, um, I'm just going to skip it. You got to watch the train to find out. I'm just going to leave it that way. Um, lettuce wrap. Yeah. Lettuce wrap's good for sure. Um, how do I make other people believe I'm changing and becoming a thin person? Oh, by becoming thin, screw the other people. You know what I mean? Like you got to stop thinking about them because other people, this is a little controversial, but other people don't really want you to lose weight and change. Okay. And they can love you to death and want you to live healthier and be better. But what happens is when you start becoming healthier and you start making changes like that, they feel the pressure on themselves. So it's really nothing about you. I'm sure they want you to be happy, but you changing makes them feel pressure and, and awareness of what they're doing. So part of this process, you really have to insulate yourself a bit from the people around you. That's why having, I think it's important. That's why I sell my new program. It comes with coaching. It comes with a bit of a community thing because you need to have some community and some support because the people around you aren't going to support you the way you want them to. And it's not because they don't love you and care for you. It's just human nature that they start to feel almost like they're being attacked or almost like they start judging themselves and reflecting on their, what they're doing, you know? And so the easiest way to get that pressure off is for you to stop doing what you're doing. Okay. So, um, yeah, don't worry about what they believe. Just worry about what you're believing. Is TikTok the only platform you're on? No, I'm on YouTube now as well. Um, that's a goal for me that this year, I'm going to put a lot more, um, content up there. So, so check that out, watch that. And again, these, these lives I'm streaming over there so you can watch those. Um, if you want to watch the replays, I'm going to you can't watch it. Wow, this resonates with me so much. I'm at that low point right now. Yeah, I get it. And, and so I want to give you a better alternative because, again, this is a depressing point for people that want to lose weight because most people that want to lose weight, again, you think that this, this January's, you're always looking for the magic Monday, right? That's what I call it, where some, you just hope that some Mondays, magically, you're just going to be this different person who's just going to commit to some plan and start losing the weight. You know, and I know you're holding out hope for that, but again, that's because you're in hypnosis when it comes to your weight, because logically that makes no sense. <laughs> what would be different with you? What, what would be different? You've been trying to lose weight for 20 years. Why would some magical Monday, would you all of a sudden become a different person? Like you won't, you know? And so I don't say that to be a jerk. I say it to point out what the real problem is so you can get working on the real solution. All right. So low, low points are great though. Because low points are oftentimes when we genuinely be honest with ourselves and make a real commitment and decision to do something different. Okay, so low points suck when you're in them, but oftentimes you realize are the, the starting point of your success. Um, do per people's perceptions of me play a role in how big or thin I am and how can I change that? Um, I suppose they could, but ultimately it's your perception of yourself, which again gets to the second part. My mindset program, the first blueprint is motivation. It's most important. The second one's your self-image, how you think of yourself. And so part of this process, if you're really going to live as a thin person for the rest of your life, you need to transform the way you think of yourself, your identity. That needs to be worked on immediately. Okay. Because most people, when they lose weight, I've, I've just had so many conversations with people that have lost the weight. I said, well, what happened? You lost the weight. Why'd you go back? When I lost the weight, I didn't feel like myself. You have spent a lifetime, well, depending how long you struggle with the weight, but however long you've been overweight, all that time you have acclimated and reinforced the identity of an overweight person. And it's at a very deep level. So again, one of the key parts that I was working on with people is shifting up their self-image. So I wouldn't worry about other people's perception to start off. I would worry about your, your perception. Oh yeah. Have you studied flow theory? Yeah, absolutely. I love that guy. Um, and he's brilliant. You know, I can't ever pronounce his last name, but he is an absolutely brilliant man. I'm a big fan of his. So yeah, flow. Um, it's perfect. Now, by the way, to get into a state of flow, it's to figure out what your limit is and go just a little bit above it. That's the secret to flow, right? Now, what do you do with a diet? You figure out where your limit is and you go way above it. 
And so that's not flow. That's overwhelm, right? So what I do is I say, let's see where you're at. And again, we strategically look at what you can create changes with. And we focus on that one thing and put all your energy into fixing that one thing. And then once you fix that one thing and habituate to that, then guess what? Then you can go a little bit more above. Hey, notice, does that sound familiar? Yeah, because that's how you approach everything in your life, except wait. Wait, you just go like, boop, I'm just gonna change everything today. And yeah, you're not. Um, so flow theory is great. I want to tell you if I have a spasm in my brain and I can't think or focus on anything. Okay. Um, I don't know what that means, but I, I feel bad if that, if you're dealing with that, that that's hard. Eight hours of sleep last night, nine cups of water, eight lighter, half hour of the treadmill. You inspired me. All right, there we go. Right. So you know what I mean? Like once you start doing that, it changes you from the inside out. So that's what I'm trying to say. I always have a saying that you don't need more information to lose weight. You need to focus on transformation. You need to transform yourself. That's why that lifestyle piece is, is absolutely essential and crucial. And so great job, Wendy. That's awesome. Um, thank you for answering my question. I love to exercise. I just can't right now due to health. Yeah, I get it. And I, I exercise and don't exercise, but my weight has nothing to do with that. Okay. I really, I'm 100% committed and good. I'm a, I'm an expert at controlling my eating. I've worked at for 30 years. I'm very, very good at it. So I can do what I need to do eating wise so far to control my weight. And so at some point, if I need to move more, then, then I'll work to integrate that, or I will accept a higher weight. Um, how much is the Tuesday, Thursday program? And what is it called? Uh, it's called program yourself. Then you can go watch that training in my bio three steps to master your weight, which you should watch anyways. If you're even remotely serious about losing weight, I say you're not remotely serious about losing weight if you don't watch that training. I'm just going to challenge you because I don't know what you're going to do. I don't even know because I don't even know an alternative. I'm not saying there aren't good meal plans and exercise programs. There are. But I'm saying if your main problem is that you can't get yourself to consistently do the things you know you should, then I don't know what you're going to do. I, I, I don't want to say I'm the only option. I'm the only option I know about. And so if you know another option, write it in there because I will. I, it doesn't have to be me. I want you to lose weight. It doesn't have to be with me. Um, I don't know any other mindset people that really genuinely help you change your mindset in terms of your weight, you know? Um, so yeah, go check it out. Go watch that training. If you can get through the 30 minutes of training, cause I don't, I put up barriers for people to work with me because I only want to work with people that are motivated and take action. And so I don't tell you here and you can't just go buy it. You got to go watch the training. If you get through the training, then you'll find out all the information you want to know about the program. Um, is BED. I don't know what that is mean. I don't know what that means. I've only just found you on here and looking forward to watching so much more. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That's awesome. Yeah, great. Remember, you can go check me out on YouTube too. I'm going to start streaming these and I do lives all the time now. I love doing it. Um, how often are you live on TikTok? Is there a schedule? I don't really have one yet. I have been thinking about making it a schedule. So I'm, I'm kind of playing around with that because I'd love to, to be here for you. Um, if you ever have any questions though, and you're not going to be on here, you can email me. I got my, if you look at my bio, my email is there. Just click the email and send me an email. And um, I will get to that answer um, at some point. And uh, you can you can see that. Uh, let's just see. My husband did this to help him stop smoking. Cool. No matter. Cool. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, as I was said, I told my husband we have no respect for Mondays. So we switched to Thursdays in 2023. That's funny. And again, you know, but here's the thing. You can try and do that, but you're so hardwired to start on a Monday. You're going to find it's very difficult to start on a different day, right? Um, cool. All right. I got to get out of here. I, I, there's a couple more questions. I wish I could get to those, but I got to get moving. But again, if you, if you just got on here and you want to watch it, you can go um, check out YouTube. I, I'll post these a live stream as well. You can check them out and then go watch some videos. I got some new videos coming up today that are really good. So thanks everyone. I, I really appreciate it. Appreciate all your, your comments and uh, yeah, I wish you a great day. Have a good day, everyone.